fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It is a pre-Friday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week. You see the light at the end of the tunnel, which is hard to believe because we just had a holiday last week, which means it's been a shorter week this week already. Hey, welcome into the program, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station, all over the country on radio, TV, live streaming and the podcasting thereafter as well. You can find us all over that social media for the stream on Facebook. You, although, for some reason, like three days in a row now, Facebook has not come up with the live stream. Don't know why. I don't know if I'm banned or not. Possibly. I mean, we talk about, like, common sense and things, but uh, don't know. But we do have it on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch.tv, on OurFreedomBook.com, our Instagram, our Twitter, uh, Twitch, and or, uh, t- not twi- yeah, Twitch, TikTok, that's what I was thinking of, TikTok, and on the website at HoosierReason.com. Welcome in, Andy Hoosier, your Millennial General, reporting for duty. We have a heck of a show lined up for you today. Peggy Little, she is with a new, brand new guest. She is with the New Civil Liberties Alliance. She'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour today. We'll be talking about the Department of Education and some new proposals for uh, school curriculums on what they're trying to promote, the Proposed Priorities American History and Civics Education Plan that was published in April of this year from the Biden administration and the Federal Department of Education. What does it look like and how does it change the teaching of history and of civics? I'm sure that it's riveting to learn about the new Biden's way of looking at how history was done in America. I mean, he is kind of a stand-up quality kind of guy, Biden. How you feeling there today, buddy? Feeling good? Doing good? Maybe? Maybe not. That turn, that 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 turn, uh, um, blonde in the sun, and the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight, and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. It never gets old. Welcome back in. It's the voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. <laughs> a lot to get to. First off, can we just say, I, have we lost our sense of humor in the country? I just want to ask, I get attacked so much for some of the comments we make here on the show. I don't know if you're aware or not, but some of the stuff we talk about on the show is called satire. Are we aware of this concept? Uh, apparently not. Maybe not. Not to mention a post that we made on social media today where people lost their minds. Have we lost our sense of humor in this nation because we're so maybe just angst up? Maybe we're just so high intensity that we just need to calm down. Maybe we need another version of the voice of reason meditation. Just breathe in. Not everything's the end of the world. Breathe out. Breathe in. Realize Joe Biden's not going to cure all the issues in the world. Breathe out. He probably doesn't even know half of them because he can't remember them. <laughs> Again, another joke. There was a <laughs> there's obviously there's a lot of news back in the news today with COVID, with the vaccines and the desperate, pathetic attempt of the Biden administration trying to uh, get individuals to actually get the COVID-19 vaccine. And one of them I had to make fun of. Now, it's a private company. 
choosing to do it. And if they want to do it, all the power to them. But it's really a push from the Biden administration encouraging different states and different companies to to actually have different types of incentives for individuals to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Which, before I even talk about the one I made fun of, can we just acknowledge the fact that if you have to offer people money or food or drinks or games or lotteries or trips or prizes, if you have to buy them off to get the vaccine, isn't it just a little tiny bit of a sign of desperation? Just a little bit. I'm really curious on how this is not, and people lost their minds. So the story was, was that now you could get free beer in some places with the incentives among uh, among the incentives as urges for Biden to uh, uh, urge everyone to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Anheuser-Busch offering free beer if you get the vaccine. So I made the post, of course, why Joe? Free beer if I get the vaccine? I didn't realize you were trying to get me drunk to take advantage of me. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure as much as I love my adult beverages and I love my beer, as much as I enjoy that stuff, I'm not going to compromise my values and principles of not wanting to get the vaccine just to get some free beer. And if people do do it for that reason, then I really question their character and their moral compass. I mean, now, if it's up in the air and they're not really sure and they just want some more information, then okay. But if it's one of those people that's like, you know, I really don't want to get it. I don't trust it. I don't really like it. I don't really feel comfortable with it. I'm not going to really get the vaccine. And they're like, we'll give you a beer. Okay. I mean, you can twist my arm. I guess I'll have to do it. Here in the state of Kansas, and I know we're all over the place, but here in Kansas, Kansas Speedway, up in Kansas City area, uh, they're actually giving away uh, abilities for people to drive around the NASCAR racetrack at Kansas Speedway up there. And that's what they're giving. There's actually, states now have taken, I guess I have to give Ohio credit for this, non-credit for this. They started it with doing a five-week-in-a-row giveaway, a million-dollar lottery every week for five weeks for individuals who have been vaccinated in the state of Ohio. And now every state thinks it's a great idea to do some type of incentive to give the COVID-19 vaccine. Look, this to me, and I know I'm probably wrong here, obviously, with people like, I don't really know how to feel about this. There's always those wishy-washy people right in the middle that have no idea what's going on, and they like it. They like getting the desperate attention of people scrambling to give them things and offer them things. They like being in that middle. Because it's kind of like voting. You have two years of having candidates run nonstop trying to get in your face telling you to vote for them. And then we're two weeks away from the election and the media is like, there's a percentage of people who are undecided. And just like I've made the comment during each one of those elections, if you don't know the difference between a Donald Trump and a Hillary Clinton, if you don't know the difference between a Joe Biden and a Donald Trump, if you don't know the difference between a Republican or a Democrat at that level, when the mud has been slung, the attacks have been made, the personal vendettas have been done, the massive bombshells have been released, when all of it is out there in the open, and you're within the last week or two of the election, and it's been a campaign season for two years now, and you're like, you know, I'm kind of undecided, haven't really looked into the candidates, don't know really what's going on. I either don't want you to vote, or you really know what's going on, and you just want the attention because you love getting that special attention. That's kind of my philosophy here with the vaccine as well. We've had a year of a massive shutdown. There's not a single person in the world that is not aware of COVID-19, that's not aware of the shutdowns, that's not aware of how it interrupted their lives. No one is unaware of the COVID-19 pandemic from the last year. And I would like to say there's no one in the world as well that's unaware that there is a vaccine out there for you as well. 
which means either, yes, you've already planned to get it, cool, go and get it, do your thing, or you're undecided, like, I really don't trust it, I don't have enough information about it, which is hard now because it's everywhere as well, or no, I'm staunchly against the vaccine and I don't want to get it. There are three types here. And if you're going to be up in the air at this point in the game, we're six months into vaccination realm here. Donald Trump started it back in January. I don't care what uh, Joe Biden says. Of, well, we're the first ones to do it. He got his vaccine back in like December when the vaccine was coming out under the Trump administration. So I don't want to hear about him taking credit for it as well. But if you're unsure or if you're staunchly against And then they're like, well, we'll sweeten the deal. We're not going to give you much information about it, but we're going to uh, give you guns. One state's doing guns. Oh, yeah, giving you free guns, giving you cash, giving you beer, giving you trips, giving you incentives. If you're that easily bought, then I feel very bad for you. Like, we want you to learn about something to make your decision on whether you want to do something or not. That's cool. But if that's your deciding factor, not, oh, hey, I'm concerned because mRNA vaccines have never been tested on humans before. We're not sure actually what it does. Should I wait a year or two to kind of see the results from people that have actually gotten it? Or you know what? I don't want to do that one. I, I think it's the Pfizer one that's not. That's a, that's a normal, original type of vaccine. I just don't like it because I'm not really into vaccines. I want to try and do it naturally. I literally have a 99.5% chance of not having any issues of if I'm below 65 years old with no medical issues and in relatively good health, I have a 99.5% chance that I will be completely asymptomatic. I don't think I need it. If you're on that level, cool. But then if you get bought off of free beer. Now, look, I get it. It's hard for me as well to turn down free adult beverages. But come on, man. Drive me nuts. At the same time, now we have the Fauci emails out, which they were concerned of, like, oh, is this conspiracy and is this just made up? But the Washington Post ran it. Senator Rand Paul has come out, talked about these Fauci emails as well. And it validates us, quote unquote, evil conspiracy theorists about the vaccine and Fauci and the lack of trust we have for public health officials and for the federal government that we've been trying to promote this entire last year of the pandemic when people said that we're hating other individuals. We want to continue to spread of the virus. We want people to die in the streets. We want people to die from COVID. We just, we don't care about any other. We are selfish. We are heartless. We are a bunch of jerks because we don't like to wear uh, masks and we don't want to get the vaccine. And while we said, wait a second, do you honestly, truly, like seriously trust the federal government? Like, really? Really? There's people that actually do that still? There's people that actually trust the federal government and like listen to what they say and take their word for granted? Like, mind blown to think that people actually still do that. But apparently, but now all these emails coming out where he literally said, you know, masks do absolutely nothing. In fact... Now, this was back in 2020, in February of 2020. So some people said, well, Andy, we've learned more about the vaccine or we've learned more about the virus since then, right? Not true. And we'll get to that in a second. But he wrote a letter to or an email to a gal named Sylvia. Masks are really for infected people to prevent them from spreading infection to other people who are not infected rather than protecting uninfected people from acquiring infection. The typical mask you buy at a drugstore is not not really effective in keeping out virus, which is small enough to pass through the material. It might, however, provide some slight benefit to keep out gross droplets if someone coughs or sneezes on you. I do not recommend that you wear a mask, particularly since you are going to a very low-risk location, wherever that may be. Your instincts are correct. Money is best spent on medical countermeasures such as diagnostics and vaccines. So this was back in February of 2020 when the break first kind of happened. 
And all of us on the conservative side, the rational, normal, reasonable side, remember that conversation where he said that don't get a mask. Viruses, no matter what kind of virus it is, viruses are too tiny to where they go through cloth masks. So the one you buy over the counter at a drugstore, completely useless, completely useless. The only thing it does is stops if someone coughs or sneezes on you, which, by the way, sneezing is not a sign of COVID as we go into allergy season. And as I've been sneezing up a storm the last couple of days, and I'm surprised that I can talk right now, thanks to some herbal remedies, how terrible that stuff is for you, right? Sneezing is not a symptom of COVID, so if you're sneezing, that's a big, sure, telltale sign of whether you have COVID right now or seasonal allergies. Just throwing that out there. But other than sneezing on someone, which is kind of disrespectful for you to do in the first place, um, it doesn't do anything for you. But when was the change between, no, you don't need to wear a mask, to, oh my gosh, you need to wear a mask all the time. It went from not needing to wear a mask at all, to only needing to wear a mask if you were within six feet of someone for more than 10 minutes, to then just wearing a mask nonstop all the time, regardless of whether you're around someone or not. And we were like, wait a second, viruses can still get through the mask. Stop that, you're trying to kill people, don't spread misinformation. And now it's confirmed in a Fauci email. At the same time, He says in another email, most transmissions occur from someone who is symptomatic, not asymptomatic. So another one, while we say, oh, kids are going to be spreading it to adults, even though they don't have symptoms because it doesn't affect them as much. Oh, you still need to wear the mask because you don't know whether you're going to be spreading it or not. You need to get the vaccine, even if you feel fine, because you don't know if you're going to be spreading it to someone who hasn't been vaccinated or who may be vulnerable to it because you're asymptomatic. Apparently... It's a teeny tiny percent that we can't spread it if you're asymptomatic. Another email from Dr. Fauci, but that's not what he was telling us. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, 
Catch our special features and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I want to be very clear here because some are going to definitely try and twist and manipulate and and turn whatever I say and be like, Andy really doesn't want people to get the vaccine or be safe and they want to die in the street. Mm -hmm." I want to be very clear. If you want to get the vaccine, there's nothing wrong with getting the vaccine. Get the vaccine. Do your thing. I don't want to. I don't think I need to. There's no reason for me to do so. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to put unnecessary things into my body because I don't want to. If you don't feel you need to, remember, there are alternatives for you to prevent the uh, from the virus. And it's okay. You're not crazy if you think there are alternative ways to do that. It's not only what the government says. And as we're finding out, and as most of us already knew, that the government usually 90% of the time has things wrong or there has some tour, form of agenda or they have some idea of what they want to do or they have some form of opportunity to take away rights and control on you because that's just what they do. So while we've been pushed over this entire last year with you need to wear a mask, you need to social distance, your business is not essential, so you have to shut down, and now you have to get the vaccine in order to get uh, back to normal, and we want 70% of vaccination rate by the 4th of July, and right now nationwide we're roughly around 60%. We need to do this last big push. We need to incentivize people. We need to give them free goodies. But this entire last year of what you had to do or else you are the worst person on the face of the earth. There were towns all over the country that had snitch lines. If you did not wear a mask in a business, we would call the police on you. If a business did not enforce a mask mandate, we would call the police on you. We would come after you. And they had no problem doing so. Now we realize that, again, like you said at the very beginning, there was no reason for a mask at all in any way, shape, or form because it doesn't do anything to try and stop it except for you sneezing, which it's kind of common sense for you to, you know, sneeze in your arm or sneeze in your hands and then go wash your hands or do something thereafter for common decency, which I have to say for the silver lining, the eternal optimist that I always am, I always like to look at the uh, positive side. And it has reminded people to be a little bit cleaner while they're walking in the public. You don't need to walk through Dylan's and or the grocery store, whatever grocery store, grocery store near you and actually sneeze all over the produce section. It has brought that reminder to some people, so I'm kind of glad about that. That's kind of nice. But at the same time, um, we didn't need the masks all the time. We didn't need the social distancing all the time. We didn't need to shut down the schools the entire year, and we don't need the vaccine. Uh, If people just blindly listen, well, Andy, they're health officials. They're not trying to be political. Really? Really? Because Dr. Fauci just released a book called Truth, and he's prioritizing. He's the highest paid federal employee. Now he's releasing a book to make a million dollars. Um, and Rand Paul is going after him for his connection with the Wuhan virus while they also, in parts of the emails, tried to say that, well, it was the bat, the bat that spread it, the bat that bit the person that spread the virus around the world. Sounds like a kid's book, right? The virus that came from the person that was bit by the bat, the bat that came from the cave, the cave that came from the earth, the earth that came from... That's kind of the story they're trying to promote us here when one of the emails says, yeah, it potentially could have come from a bat, but the variant of the virus definitely was engineered by somebody. And oh, by the way, it came from the engineered lab that you were involved with, that uh, you were part of, that Rand Paul's been going after. And they laughed at him, and they attacked him, and they went after Rand Paul for accusing Dr. Fauci of that when Dr. Fauci won't answer any questions. And yet people still just blindly listen, oh, wear a mask, okay. Oh, get the vaccine, okay. Oh, stay away from people, okay. 
If you do that stuff, you need to do it from your own decision-making as an individual, not because someone else told you to do so. And when we don't, let's remember that just as you have the choice to do it, we also have the choice not to do it, and it's not because we want just people to die in the streets. That's about enough of that because I know you're probably tired of COVID-19, but I find it ironic. Like We've been attacked as conspiracy theorists, as loons, as selfish individuals over the last year, and now we've been validated. And I think a lot of people feel good about that because we see who the real Dr. Fauci is and how he's been telling us one thing, emailing other things, and he's been trying to cover some stuff up. He's been trying to water down some stuff while they attacked Donald Trump for not being straight with us, straightforward with us on the virus and the dangers of it we see who is really behind the mask so to speak pun intended with dr fauci and anybody that still listens to him in any type of rational form is a fool pure and simple when we come back peggy little we'll shift gears a little bit talk about education making sure the new generation is a little bit smarter than our generation what do you think the voice of reason with andy hoosier Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today. The pre-Friday celebration rolling right along. I have to give myself credit today. I've been battling this cold for the for a few days now. The first day was really rough. Yesterday seemed okay. Today, I've been sneezing like crazy, but yet we've been able to maintain our composure on the radio. So thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> been able to do that one. Welcome in radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. We appreciate you today. Trying to cram that 10 pounds reason into that five pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time having more fun than Joe Biden watching him try to walk up a flight of stairs. Yeah, see? See? Again. Again with the lack of humor, man. I tell you, I try to crack a joke on social media. No one likes it. And I just don't understand why. You can find us all over our social media, also on the website at HoosierReason.com. If you did not get the newsletter, I I still did not do it, so I apologize. I need to get the blog on for this month. I get it on the homepage on the HoosierReason.com. I'll do that after the show today so that way you can read that. I find it quite interesting and fascinating. If you don't, then you just think I'm a nut. It's okay. It's all right. For entertainment purposes only is our disclaimer. I'm excited. Let's get to our guest here for the segments, shall we? As we talk about education, hopefully we can bring up a decent generation of individuals, unlike, you know, somewhat, and again, it's not bad. I mean, I'm trying to show that the millennial, my generation, the millennial generation, isn't completely messed up of, you know, eating Tide Pods. But nonetheless, we need to represent and we need to try and bring up a new generation of well-educated 
American-loving individuals as opposed to the complete overhaul of our education system of, you know, the country's bad and it's evil and it's racist and it's just terrible and all the founding fathers were bad and our Constitution was built on lies and false promises and all this other garbage they're trying to teach. And what's coming out of the Department of Education? How can we get our kids back on track and are we moving in a decent direction? So I'm excited about our next guest. She is with the New Civil Liberties Alliance. Excited to have on with us here, Peggy Little. Peggy, how are you, my friend? I'm just fine. Thank you for having me. Well, I appreciate very much you coming on the program. It's in, I love this topic. love talking about how the education system is, what direction it's moving in, because there are some things I'm very happy about, but there are some things I'm very concerned about. But there's a new proposal, uh, this proposed priorities, American history and civics education. What in the world is this? This came out just a couple of months ago. Is this a new form of how they want to teach uh, American history and civics in the country? It's unprecedented. When the uh, Department of Education was, was founded during the Carter administration in 1979, I was old enough to know that it was uh, controversial even then. And so Congress passed as part of the organic statute that created the Department of Education. They said there shall be no federal control over subject matters taught, programming, curricula, etc. Since 1979, there have been two more statutes, one that says essentially the same thing, and then a third one that says uh, the federal government and Department of Education cannot use grants in aid uh, conditioned upon what you teach. Mm. So the good news is it can't do this. That is good news. Um no, what is the, what is this priority? If they're trying to change it or if they're trying to influence, I mean, this may be coming from the federal level. Obviously, if we can uh, disregard it at the statewide level with different school board of education or different you know school boards at the state level or local levels, I mean, what would the priorities want to change? How would they want to try and change the way we teach our history? Well, they uh, cite in the proposed priorities, explicitly cite, um, the work of how to be an anti-racist by Ibram Kendi. They also um, talk about the 1619 Project, which was a history uh, project put together by the New York Times and a number of other um, organ- organizations, which has been uh, critiqued as being um, not only controversial, but inaccurate. And then they also make a reference to critical race theory. So those are pretty specific references. They're not permitted under federal law. And they do all tend to lean lean towards one view of history. I would be opposed to them if they said we should be teaching Shakespeare and uh, Newtonian logic and of the new mass, <laughs> right? Because they can't do it, um, and it, so it, it's not even a subject matter issue. Although it is troubling that it, they have chosen those three very controversial um, areas, they just can't set a federal cur- curriculum for the public schools. Yeah, well, that's at least good news. But I mean, essentially, the three that they're trying to embrace here is really saying, here's how you be anti-racist is you go around and you call everybody a racist who's white or you call anybody a racist who supports a certain idea, then they can change their ways because we're woke. And that's really the mentality here, isn't it? 
It is, and we have some um, examples of things that um, have emerged from various uh, schools experimenting with this kind of education, which has followed um, in the, on the heels of the George Floyd uh, and the Black Lives Matter movements. And uh, the, there are several disturbing things. I think the one that we mention in our comment, this is New Civil Liberties Alliance, we filed a comment with the Department of Education saying you can't do this. But we also mentioned that um, these classes typically segregate people by race. And then one group is studies why they're oppressors, and another group studies why they're victims. That kind of approach, to the extent that it is adopted, is very damaging to race relations. And furthermore, it teaches people to perpetuate the racial divide. A lot of healing needs to be done, and certainly the history and the often shameful history of race relations in this country should be taught, and I don't think anyone would disagree with that. But I think it is also hugely important to present as many points of view on those issues, present also the positive uh, aspects of history and civics education that has led, you know, this country to abolish slavery, um, which it did do uh, sometimes years in advance of many other countries. Yeah. So you you need to put it in perspective. You need to understand how things like all men are created equal in our Declaration founding was inspiring not just to Abraham Lincoln but to Martin Luther King and to people all over the world. Yeah, it's I've never understood this concept because I always try to understand the other side. I may not agree with it, but I at least try to understand how they connect dot A to dot B and how they go through their thought process and just thinking that everything is bad. It, it really comes down to they don't have a good job or a very good way of putting things into perspective instead of saying, you know, uh, to kill a mockingbird, instead of looking at it and saying, wow, that's the way things were then. How have we changed and how have we gotten better since then? Instead, we go, oh, hey, that book's about racism because they called that guy a bad name, so we're going to ban that book completely so you don't even know about that history. And then with projects like this, then everybody's uh, everybody's racist or everybody's a victim. What's concerning is it goes deeper than this as well, I think, because if we're being taught this, if you're a person of whatever minority descent it may be in the nation, then it really says that you are a victim. You will not be able to get ahead in society. You will not have that, you know, the the American dream, the streets paved with gold and the opportunity for whatever you want to become, whether you want to become president or an astronaut or, you know, an engineer or a millionaire or whatever. You can't do that because you're of a minority descent. There is systematic racism, so you will never get anywhere. Don't even try to get anywhere because that's the way the system is and we need to be aware of it to call other people names. So when I fail in society, I can blame you because it's all your fault. I mean, we're really teaching a generation that. And that's a terrible message to send, not just about the nature of our country and our culture, but it is a terrible message to send to young people. Furthermore, segregating school children by race has been illegal since 1954, and there is no uh, basis to start that up again. Yeah. Is is there a concern at all about 
a new segregation today, whether it's based on race or sexual orientation, or even now with concern of maybe vaccinated or dirty, filthy, unvaccinated people in the country with COVID. I mean, are we going down the road of such weird division that we could potentially see a segregated society in some way, shape or form again with some of these teachings? Sadly, it appears that way. I think that some of these ideological impositions on students do risk very dangerous divisions. Um, it's kind of like a psychological resegregation. And I'm thinking, um, as you, you talk about um, vaccinated and unvaccinated, there's a very simplistic view of that, which people take, not realizing that a lot of people have examined the evidence, have felt that maybe they already had COVID and they think they are naturally immune mm -hmm. uh, and should not have to risk uh, a vaccination, which does have side effects. And there seems to be no room for this kind of honest debate and honest data uh, that needs to be more part of our education. Yeah. Parents need to pay attention to what their children are being taught in school. It's extremely important for them to get involved, to be aware of what is being taught, and to speak up to their local boards of ed or whoever forms the curriculum in their district. Yeah, amen to that. Peggy Little, New Civil Liberties Alliance. we got about 30 seconds left here, but this proposed priorities, this thing they're trying to push, as you mentioned, they can't implement it until the school board, school districts all over the country, this is what they have to teach. But is it gaining ground, and do you think local districts may start picking this up? I fear that is going to happen. There um, is are some useful um, reports about this. Um, I know in Loudoun, Loudoun County, Virginia, there is a black parent who has spoken up very vociferously against hmm. the view of critical race theory, and uh, there's, that's on YouTube, and I recommend it for viewing. Oh, very good. Peggy, I appreciate it. Good stuff. we got to get you back on the program. New Civil Liberties Alliance, the proposed priorities is the plan from the Department of Education. We appreciate the info. Let's get you back on again soon. Thank you so much. Hey, absolutely appreciate the conversation very much. That's good stuff there. We'll talk about that and dissect it all when we come back, wrapping up the program for a pre-Friday celebration. Stay here. Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. 
online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Just a few minutes left of the show here. Trying to, I'm trying to find West Virginia is giving away guns if you get the COVID-19 vaccination. I'm trying to find out what kind of gun it is. I mean, if you're going to compromise on your values and not wanting to get the vaccine, then maybe that might be the way to do it. I mean, come on. You're going to give away a gun. We're giving away a BB gun. <laughs> I'm, ch- I'm trying to find it. I don't know. They're trying to give away cash. They're trying to give away guns. They're trying to give away prizes, doing a lottery thing. They're just having fun. West Virginia, give away $1 million along with other prizes each week until August 4th. A million dollars a week plus other prizes. That would be a lot of millions of dollars between now and August 4th uh, for really two months of giving things away. That's a lot of dough, and you're just going to give that away. That's taxpayer money that you're going to say, hey, I know you don't want to get the vaccine, but you really need the cash, so go ahead and get the vaccine, and then we'll do a drawing, and you could potentially get some taxpayer money absolutely free. Again, I would really only do it for the gun, so I'm not saying I would do it. I'm saying I would consider it with the gun. So what kind of gun you got there, bubs? Yeah, welcome back in. Uh, thanks again to Peggy Little coming on the show. Interesting information. I was not aware of what it was called. So as we've heard, and we've had a lot of people on talking about the 1619 Project. If you don't know about the 1619 Project, highly recommend you look into it a little bit. Of uh, This new school curriculum about the history of the country essentially being everything's racist. The Constitution completely gone. We need to shred it up, throw it away, because the people that wrote it are liars and hypocrites. They're racist. They were landowners. They were white people. They were men, so they were evil. And therefore, the minority population did not have a say in the writing of it because they were all slaves. And therefore, everything they wrote about freedom and about liberty and about you know privacy and about government infringement and you know individualism, all that's completely debunked. We need to toss it out because that we can't have that as a foundation of our society. When again, like we talked about just with Peggy, that there is apparently a lack of context that they have. They don't care. They see something and they get mad. Kind of like when I make a satire post on social media, people just get mad. They don't even try to see, wow, was he joking? Was it satire? Was it just a spoof? People get really angry about some of my Voice of Reason products as well that we do, the product line, with our uh, spoof infomercials that we have. But they take things out of context. Yes, there were slave owners that wrote the Constitution. But the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution talked about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, life, liberty, and private property. And therefore, they knew that slavery would not be a thing forever. Times were changing. They knew it was changing. Many of them wanted to abolish slavery at that time, but knew it was not. I mean, you only have so much political gain that you have political capital. You can either start a nation or you can try to abolish slavery from the United Kingdom. That doesn't quite work. So they created a form of government that allowed the abolition of slavery when the time was prepared for it. And we were one of the first nations to do so with our civil war. 
and Civil War was fought on other things as well. Don't get me wrong, but that was a large part of the Civil War. But with this proposed priorities, it's three different sects. It's the nineteen or the 1619 Project, along with other things as well. It's not just that. There are numerous aspects that these educators are actually trying to implement, saying that everything is bad and everything is racist. The scary part is I was talking to Peggy off the air once we got off, and I said, thanks so much for coming on the program. It was great to chat, and she had mentioned that private schools are now implementing this as well, which is why we go back to the activism at the local level, trying to be involved in your local level for your small education, you know, running for school board, going to school board meetings, talking with, the, uh, with your state board of education, talking with teachers, talking with the principal or the superintendent, getting involved that way because they're the ones that make the decisions, whether depending on your state, on the state school board, or whether the local school board on what's actually going to make the decision for a curriculum. And if they're even considering this proposed uh, priorities, American History and Civics Education Plan, that was published in April 19th of this year, just a few months ago, of these collaborative ideas, the whole nation was racist and evil and terrible, that schools are beginning to implement this as their way of teaching uh, teaching uh, our, t- our kids in the public education system, but not just the public education system. She told me two schools already in New York, private schools, have already implemented this. They've already implemented it, signed it, and actually done it, which again goes back to we can stop it. Go to your local school board, be involved in the education system, stop them from implementing this garbage. Because we already have a messed up nation of people that just feel victimized. They're victims of society. They can never get ahead. They can never start a business. They can never be wealthy. They just need to sit on the government dime, sit on the taxpayer dime. Just do that because I can't get ahead in society. You're not going to let me because I'm of minority descent. That mindset is not true in any way, shape, or form. And we need to eliminate that thought process out of the nation, get rid of the racism that is still there, and get rid of the stigma that they believe is deeper than what actually is there. It's a crazy time. Podcast going up in just a little bit. Back at it tomorrow to wrap up the week for a shortened week with the Memorial Weekend. Until then, this is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a great Thursday afternoon. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.